Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. I wish you guys could see my friend Althea DeVar Johnson. Well, you she looks so cute today. <laughs> you have to tell my because she I'm looks so cute today. today. So all the judges out there that always see Althea all buttoned up to the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Mind Your Business listeners. Good morning. We are here with Attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. I'm Dr. Flo Siler, CPA, and we have a special, special guest here. We have a friend of Althea's. And let me just say, for those of you all who receive my um, newsletters, <laughs> um, you all do realize that last night was tax time. And so I am operating on zero octane. Right now, and I sent out a, a newsletter, and I actually I have misspelled our guest's name. Her name is Jennifer Giles, and so I'm gonna let Althea properly introduce her, since I have mucked it up, mucked <laughs> it up with the newsletter. So go ahead, well, go ahead, Althea. Dr. Flo, we're gonna forgive you because well, I, I understand it. that. Um, and you have to work those late nights and you're just kind of... Well, I just hope my dead. clients are pleased. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but Jennifer has been a longtime friend. Uh-huh. She has helped me when I first got into business, uh, rebranding, marketing, understanding how to talk before uh, audiences, mm. um, Working on speeches for me, so Jennifer is has a wealth of knowledge, and I appreciate her friendship and her talents and her information. Jennifer Giles is an award-winning communication expert, writer, magazine editor, college educator, and the founder and principal of the communication practice, Human Communication, LLC. And she serves clients in New York City and Atlanta. Jennifer is also the co-creator and editor-in-chief of Up To Me magazine, which is a new lifestyle magazine that launched in April of this year and is published by the Atlanta Life Media LLC. She is the managing director for creative services and core partners for in Atlanta Life Media Agency. Currently, she is the practice expert, social good for soul design. And Jennifer, when I saw your picture on there, I said, wow. (laughs) This is a branding and social media and digital communication and research firm serving Fortune 500 companies, startups, and large-scale nonprofit organizations. Jennifer has held managerial and executive positions in several corporations such as Church's Chicken, Popeye's, Seattle Best Coffee, ATT, Clark Atlanta University, Thurgood Marshall College, and many others. Jennifer, again, is an instructor at Georgia State University here in Atlanta, a major public uh, research university. She, in addition to being the editor of Up To Me magazine, mm-hmm. also works for or has business ties with 
the Jazz at Lincoln Center and its managing artistic director, Grammy Award winning musical musician, I'm sorry, Wynton Marcellus. Woohoo! <laughs> so Jennifer has done a lot and this was just a little brief snippet of okay. Jennifer's um, qualification. Well, welcome, Jennifer. Welcome Thank to you. so much to Mind Your Business Radio. We are so glad we finally got you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. And also, I, I, we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to really book up her her calendar because uh, this is the type of of person we need to address our Toastmasters. As Absolutely. Well. So we we're gonna be. Yeah, I know. Friendship without Thea means you got to work. So <laughs> I, I found that out. Yes, yes, I'm finding it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you can't tell, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So, so Jennifer, tell us, uh, Human Communications LLC. Can I'm interested? I'm always interested in entrepreneurs' story. So, so how did you get into this? How did you decide that you wanted to to do this? What made you go down this path? Well, when I worked for large corporations like AT and T and UPS and um, Alcatel Lucent, I would freelance on the side when I could. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted to be in my own practice because I could work on the projects that I really wanted to work on, that I was really interested in working on rather than what my boss assigned to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I also never really liked the um, politics and the confinement of a corporation. Mm -hmm. So Long story short, I went over to work to work with nonprofits. And then um, in 2010, um, I started working with a nonprofit based in Los Angeles. And um, at the time, the nonprofit was headed headed by a multi Grammy Award winning um, recording artist. Mm -hmm. And um, I was asked to come on board to help with rewriting the website, um, helping her to address board of directors, helping them to basically rebrand that nonprofit from what it had been for a number mm -hmm. of years. Mm -hmm. So to do that, I said, I really need to formalize my, uh, you know, rather than just coming in as a freelancer. So yes. that's when I really formalized a company, came up with a name and, you know, went through that process about five, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. So that, so now the rest is history. Yes. So still making it. Still making okay, history. All right. Yes. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs have a similar story where, you know, you have to, you know, you do your corporate time. Sure. I like to call it doing yes. time. Or, <laughs> right? or, you, or you, what you're doing, you're learning. Exactly. And it's a training process yes. for you, yes. so you know exactly what to do when exactly. you Exactly. That's what I was going to say, Althea. I always try to tell Students, don't worry about I know your goal may be in the future to own your own, but when your name is on the door, the buck stops there, right? So Absolutely. you want to, every time you're, you're working, wherever you're working, whether it's in corporate and other areas, other arenas, learn as much as you can, right? And then you can parlay that into your own. Uh, business later on. And I know that Jennifer, um, she didn't mention the, the award-winning Grammy musician because her clients require some anonymity. Okay. But Jennifer has worked with quite a number of um, these types of clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that that's, I mean, 
that's the fun of being in your own business is to be able to go out and get these types of contracts and solicit these types of contracts, like you said, and have that type of freedom as opposed to waiting for someone to hand you a contract that or working on a whole lot of things you don't want to work at, uh, work on and yes. waiting for someone to hand you a contract for you to get excited about it. Yeah, or asking to work on certain projects that you're really interested in, but the powers that be yeah. say, well, I'm going to let so-and-so work on sure. it. Or, um, I don't think that that's in your bellywick. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, so that's enough, the other part of the, you know, working in a structured environment. Okay. But I will say that to underscore your point and attorney Johnson's point, I really wouldn't take anything for the time that I spent that's in right. those corporate jobs because what I learned there, um, I still use every day. Yep. And you learn things in those environments that you also don't learn in the classroom. That's right. Um, I think we can all oh, attest yes. to that, oh, that, yes. you know, yeah. there are things that they don't teach you in college that That's you learn right. when you go and work in a corporate or a structured environment. Absolutely. Um, and it teaches you different kinds of skills. Right. Right. And so, you know, really when you're working, when you have those jobs in corporate, they're actually paying you to be trained. Matter of fact, I, I laugh agree. all the time when when uh, Althea and I talk sometimes when I talk to other people about my story is actually one of the trainings that the last corporation I worked for sent me to. It uncovered that I was an entrepreneur. <laughs> so they sent me to <laughs> they sent me mm-hmm. to the Creative Center for Leadership uh, in North Carolina. And that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, leadership training facility. And, you know, on the management track, on the high track, you know, on the on the high road up to wherever they had me going, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you should go mm-hmm. to this train and that train is very expensive. And of course, mm-hmm. they do all these analysis of your personality and your your leadership style and all these things. And then they come and tell you, you know what, you're you know, you are you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> what did you think when they told you that? I thought, wow, that's interesting. It's always been on my mind. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? That's always been on my mind. But, well, that's really interesting. And the truth of the matter is, like, three months later, I quit. Okay. <laughs> so after that, three months later after that, yeah, three months later after that, I quit because it was towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, I left corporate in December of 1999. So it's like they awakened something. That yeah, they that awakened was there. it. Exactly. And I think, Jennifer, what you learned by being in corporate America, you could transfer that information, that knowledge and skill in helping small businesses to mm-hmm. set up a model or prototype that they can use and follow so that they became, become large corporations and, and business yes. owners too. Absolutely. And I think that's that that's important. And just tell us can you can you kinda of tell us a little bit about what you will do or can do for client, a client? Mm-hmm. because I, I know what you have done for me. So right. can you share that with us? Um often when I go and work with a client, um it's for a very specific task. It can be branding. It can be speech writing. It can be training them on how to be interviewed on a radio, TV, um, radio or television show. So, um, so it can vary. But what I always try to do, no matter what it is, is understand from that client what his or her end 
business goal is. Because what I do um, as a communicator or a marketing communicator is really a support function, meaning that I have to understand what a business's business goal is. And then I develop a communications plan or strategy to help them to reach that. For example, um, a client that I'm working with now is um, a medical school. It's a medical school here in in Atlanta. And um, this medical school is hoping to you know, rebrand itself, if you will, has a great reputation, but it's trying to rebrand itself. So one of the first questions I always ask them is, why do you think that um, you need public relations or why do you think that you need marketing? And often they will tell me, but often the reasons why they need, they think they need public relations is not really uh, the problem. Um, so, so Jennifer, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I've been told that we need to take a break, and we'll oh, be back okay. and continue that conversation. Please remember what you're saying is very interesting. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio, and we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search MindYourBusinessRadio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, Mind Your Business listeners. We are here with uh, Jennifer Giles, and she is our marketing expert. Um, And she was telling us, you were telling us, Jennifer, that um, sometimes you're, basically what you were saying, sometimes your clients don't actually know what they need. So when you come in, you kind of have to, you kind of have to uncover that for them. Right. Um, sometimes they'll, they think that they have one kind of problem when they actually don't. For example, um, I was working with a, a nonprofit and this nonprofit was saying, we need to raise more money. We need to raise money. That's our problem is we're not raising money. Well, that, that's true. That, that was a problem for them. But the root cause of it was because this particular nonprofit had a very low profile, Mm -hmm. um, lack of awareness. So you have to walk before you can run. You can't raise money if people don't know who you are. So so the race of not having money, not being able to fundraise is actually a symptom. It's a symptom uh, of 
this organization having a a low profile, yeah. no brand, and I and, and, and I often work with organizations um, that are nonprofits that don't have a brand. I work with nonprofits that are large, uh-huh. like a jazz at Lincoln Center. It, we're talking about a Lincoln Center of New York. It has a brand, mm-hmm. but then I also work with other um, nonprofits or even small businesses that don't yet have not yet gotten to that point where they okay. don't, where they you know, can have a brand. Um, so what is a brand? I mean, a brand is many things, but I always tell clients and I tell the students that I, that, um, that I teach that a brand is built from the inside out, not mm-hmm. the outside mm-hmm. in. Um, people see a television commercial or they hear a television uh, a radio ad or they see a print ad and they think, oh, that's the brand. That's part of it. But the branding actually starts inside that organization. Okay. It starts inside with knowing who that, knowing who you are as an organization mm-hmm. and just as importantly, knowing who you want to be yes. and knowing who you want your key audiences to perceive you as being. Yeah. So the branding starts there. Okay. Well, I can tell you one of the things with Mind Your Business Radio, we're always talking about getting in touch with you and trying to get some help with us because, you know, in our field, me being an accountant and, you know, my co-host being an attorney, we are the worst when it comes to marketing. I mean, you know, we, we, Althea and I, you know, we, you know, on the radio talking all this wonderful business, you know, stuff and giving out all this wonderful business information. Uh, cause it's one thing to know how to protect your business legally and also to handle your business financially, but it's a whole nother animal to be able to market your business. And so, you know, a lot of times Althea and I blind leading the blind, we sit here <laughs> <laughs> trying to get, you know, trying to trying right. to do what we need to do with uh, Mindy Business is no joke. I think I gained a lot of respect for marketing in my first marketing course in, in grad school when mm-hmm. I realized that it was more of a science than I had thought, right? And that there's a lot of psychology that goes into yes, it. There's yes. a lot of science that goes into marketing. And so it's not. It's, I'm not shocked that your clients think that they right know what they need. Right, right. <laughs> and they, they think they know what they need, and they and, and as I said, often they think, "Here's my problem," but that really isn't yeah. a, isn't the problem. It's it's sometimes a symptom or an outgrowth of a root problem. Okay, um, but you know the work that I do is, and people who do what I do, the work that we do is is exciting. But to your point. There is an art to it, yes. and there is a science. That's right. Um, to it, it's understanding your audiences. It's understanding. It's the psychology of how you persuade people. Yeah. It is um, also, um, you know, how you build and shape your own persona and reputation. Such a big part of of a brand is reputation, mm-hmm. and so. For example, when an organization is trying to raise its visibility, one of the uh, recommendations that I and that you know people who do what I do make is to learn how it is learning how to raise the visibility and the profile of that organization as a mm-hmm. whole and the people who lead it. So that can mean it can mean 
going on radio shows. It can mean making sure that you're out in the community. Um, it can making, it's making sure that you have key messages that will support that brand. And those key messages about your company are key messages that it's what we call the universal truths mm-hmm. about your company. And you use those no matter where you are. If you're talking to someone across the fence in your neighborhood about your business, you use them. If you're, um, mm-hmm. sitting uh, on a radio show or a television show, you use them because branding, part of branding is the people that you need to reach hearing you and starting to marry your company with what you say your company is. Oh, okay. And, and sort of, is it also sort of creating a, a visual in my mind of who your company yes. is? Yes. Okay. It's create, it's, it's having that vision, that internal vision of, who you are and where you want to be, uh-huh. and then translating that to the people who you need to support your business. So do you, find, do you find that businesses kind of wait to the last moment or when <laughs> they hit that wall to, to come or uh, recognize that they need assistance in marketing and branding, especially, and we're going to talk a little later about this, this whole social media type mm-hmm. of, of, <laughs> of process that I know I don't un- quite understand. Do you, Are your clients just wait to the, to the last minute and now, you know, once they're in trouble, they need some help? This is interesting. And I'm glad you asked that question. Because even working at large Fortune 100, Fortune 50 companies that have a whole team of marketing and public relations people, they still don't use them. Mm-hmm. They don't use them effectively and they don't use them to really help brand and build the business. Often they do so when there is a crisis, when something has happened mm-hmm. or when they're losing market share or when um, a competitor mm-hmm. is, is overshadowing them. So even the even sometimes in the big companies, mm-hmm. they That's don't recognize what public relations and marketing can do and should be doing. We call it not having a seat at the table. Um, So, and what that means is they'll have these meetings and you're supposed to be helping them to market a product or market a service, but you don't find out about it until they come to you and say, we need you to write a press release and we need you to try to get you know, the Atlanta Journal Constitution or the Atlanta Business Chronicle to write a story about this product or about our company. And you don't have but just this much information when you needed the backstory. So small businesses, nonprofits, large businesses, they're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it goes back to two things. Number one, not having a good understanding of what public relations and what marketing, Mm -hmm. a marketing-based public relations program can and should be doing for your business. Mm -hmm. So it's a lack of understanding. And then it also goes back to a lack, a lack of appreciation Mm -hmm. for what it can do. Oh, absolutely. Um, If I could could just write a whole book on the difference between bookkeeping and accounting, it would just be, right? It would just be a, a, a... You're right. That, that right. a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the same say, well, thing. What's yeah. a bookkeeper and what's an accounting? Yeah. Accounting. What's the difference? Exactly. And at the same time, um, you know, I think Attorney Johnson could also speak to that too. Is, mm-hmm. is people not really understanding some of the legal process, and that's okay mm-hmm. because they're not lawyers. But 
to your point, they probably come to you too when there's a crisis. Oh, absolutely, a crisis. absolutely. And, and I think as as business people, if we could step back and be a lot more proactive, right? Um, and take the time to really understand um, mm-hmm. our businesses and understand who are the people that I need to help my business progress, advance, and get it to this vision that I have in my head. Jennifer, I often say that I look back on my practice and I think that a lot of it was just by the grace of God. And of course, in 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 the business that Althea and I are in, uh, business is so, uh, we are so accustomed to getting business by referral. And so, you know, accountants and attorneys spend all their time really with referrals, a lot of times, mm-hmm. right, yes, with referrals. Yeah. And so that, that will that will create a comfortable business. Yes. I, I, I wouldn't take anything from, you know, like you said, I wouldn't take anything from my story, right? It created a comfortable practice. However, if I were an entrepreneur who was someone, someone other than in professional practice, I, if I could do it again, right? If I could, and I'm too old to even think of a new product. I don't want to even oh, yeah, wrap my mind around. Oh yeah, never too old. Never too old. Sweetie, listen, I'm too old because that takes work, okay? okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at the back door. I'm gonna try to come down on the other side of okay, the mountain. Sunset. Okay. I want some young people to put in those 80 hours a week. So anyway, if I were in product development, I, I would not go into business again ever without having enough money, okay, to hire someone like you, right, from the beginning, right, the product development, to hire a CPA, to hire an attorney, I would insist that until I got that type of funding under my belt, that I would just leave it alone until I could do that. Because too many businesses just fly by the seat of their pants. And if if they're successful, it's a matter of luck as opposed to actual skill. So anyway, we're going to take a break. Yes, we are. All right, we're going to take that break, and we're going to come back with our marketing expert because Althea and I got so much to ask her. Oh, yes. You listen to Mind Your Business Radio. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, Althea, we are back. We are back. We are back. 
the Jennifer Giles. Yes. Okay. And so Althea was talking about at the break how uh, how Jennifer has helped her in her business. So so Jennifer, I want to make sure our listeners understand. Um, what what types of things would you recommend if somebody let's let's first look at a person who uh, who's going into business right? Um, what types of marketing things do you think that they should pay attention to? When do you think is the right time to hire a professional like you? The first thing, one of the first things to pay attention to is um, the relationships that you have with mm-hmm. people, those are very important. Um, secondly, you want to pay attention to how your company looks. And when I say how your company looks, I'm talking about um, everything from the business card to the website, to a Facebook page, to um, stationary. to stationary, all the things that help your company's public base. Um, the second, the third thing I, I would say is um, to make sure that you're, um, you try to bring positive visibility to that company. You can do that in any number of ways. It depends on what your company's, what your company does. You can write articles or hire someone to write articles. You can um, start to get out there and come to, sh- to radio shows like this. Um, you can um, also, again, go back to knowing what your brand is and being able to talk very succinctly about that brand. When do you hire someone? Um, you hire someone when you can afford to do so. And when you can't afford to do so, um, there's still other many other options. For example, a course that I teach um, at the university, uh, we actually adopt Atlanta businesses. And over the course of those four months, we develop a strategic business plan for that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it mostly, most of them are small businesses or nonprofits. And that, that plan they can take and implement. And the plan has traditional marketing, but it also has social media. So I would say if you can't physically afford to hire someone, there are still tools that you can get and, you know, kind of teach yourself how to market your business. Um, there's, there are books called Marketing for Dummies, um, and those books will help you. Um, there are ways in which you can um, learn enough so that you can get your business to a point where you can hire someone. I would say that when you can afford to hire someone, do it, because as a business, your core competency is your business, and that's where your time and effort should be focused. Mm-hmm. And you should hire someone who is an expert that can come in and do the other parts of the business so that you can focus on what you do. And what I wanted to say is, Jennifer, I, I my, my practice and uh, had engaged Jennifer and her students to do the very things that um, she's talking about to help me with the social media part of the marketing and, and strategy um, with the students coming in and working uh, with me and it was it was a great program I learned a lot but again just like Jennifer is saying 
I still don't have the time to do some of the pieces, whereas I still need somebody to yeah. help me. That's where that expertise comes right, in. Right, right. You still have to have somebody to do the work, the plan. To right. work the plan. Right. right, right. So you hire interns. Yep. You can um, also, um, I think new graduates are also another great option because they, whereas they may not bring, you know, years and years of experience, Millennials are great at doing something that a lot of people, I will say my age, and <laughs> my age. around our age, and that is something that is not going away, and it's social media. Right. Social media has become an integral part of marketing, yes. of public relations, and of running your business. Right. It used to be the website, and the website is still critical. You've got to have a website. But now you've also you also have to have um, a social media presence. Right. Um, for example, because um, you work for Soul Design as a practice expert in social good, um, I'm person. Right. So let's talk about Soul Design. Soul Design is a 15 year old boutique firm here. And what Soul Design does really is focus on digital marketing and digital communications, i.e., they create websites, they create apps mm -hmm. that people can use, mm -hmm. um, they create, um, you know, they do a lot in the social media space. Mm -hmm. And so as the pra practice expert for that organization and social good, social good is really nonprofits, but we, we try to focus on the larger Nonprofits, um, and but in, but in saying that, social media we don't talk to any client without talking to them about a social media presence. Yes, and people need to also understand this: if you're going to do your own social media for your business, have a social media strategy. And what I mean by this by that is, your social media should be amplifying. The branding that you're doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people think that social, you know, for, for businesses, social media just means posting something on Facebook, having photos on Instagram and tweeting. And it's a lot more than that. The, the strategy part of social media says um, we're going to, you know, increase our our you know, Twitter followers by X number, and this is how we're going to do it. Right. So social media has become such a prominent part of, of the world in which we live in. Started out with us just, you know, using it to keep up with family and friends, but now corporations have a Facebook presence. When Chipotle, for example, had its recent crisis, the E. coli crisis, that mm -hmm. from the fall that ran over into this year and they're still dealing with it, a lot of what they did to manage that crisis, they did through social media because millennials and even people, um, you know, people who are middle-aged and, and older are very much engaged in Facebook and very much engaged in, in, you know, the social media aspect. We have some stats here that basically confirm what you just said. It, the, the stats say that millennial ten, teens spend 6.3 hours a day in apps, okay, and that came from Refuel Agency. And then 50% of millennials have downloaded a mobile shopping app, and that source was from Forbes. And then this Apple has this to say, 
850 apps are downloaded every second from the Apple App Store. Wow. That's, that's just crazy. And, and, and I know it's happening because it's happening in my classroom instead of listening to me. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly you know? what you mean. Yeah. And, and, but the, the statistics that you just gave to our listeners, um, they're, they're excellent statistics, but they also take me to another part of, the, of, um, of this whole thing. One of the, um, the banking industry uh-huh. is having a challenge. And the challenge is they are not able to attract and retain millennials as banking customers. There was a front page article on the New York in the New York Times in February about, um, you know, how the banking industry is struggling with this particular segment of the market. And um, so they're having to rebrand, remarket. And interestingly, a um, financial institution came to me and asked if my students could help them develop a social media presence because they're not doing a good job of it and they are they have not been able to capture the millennial market so and don't know just, how it, and they don't know how it's it's going back to mm-hmm. you know it's going back to thinking about social media and what a huge component of branding social media has become. Wow. So, so our millennials and, and, and our intern is, is close to millennial, but <laughs> you're not a millennial, but you're close to, you have, you're closer than we are. Absolutely. So, you know, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> what, I mean, do, do, do millennials, uh, not know about the banks, not trust the banks, not understand the banks. Are they using banks online? Like the what's the 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 bank online? Uh, uh, I yes, forget they, the name they, of it. They um, take well, a picture of the checks and and sending it. Yeah, but that's someone. still to the bank, and that's yeah. why I'm asking. Because yeah, the taking the picture I think is an awesome thing. But it, so, it, 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 you're right. It, it, it's it? interesting. We we did research on this in February. Um, I work with my students to do research. And um, at Georgia State University, we have 32,000 students on campus. So that is a huge pool of people of this age group that we could do the research. And we're still sifting through that research. But what is coming back is that millennials are saying they don't want the traditional relationship with banks and with financial institutions that their parents and their grandparents mm-hmm. had. Okay. They, they're saying that if I can't do my banking on my phone, if I can't do it through an app, right. then I don't have any interest in this banking institution yeah. and having a relationship. You're not, not going to walk into the bank and sign the little sheet no, and sit and, there and, and wait for somebody and, to ask and, you a question. Yeah, and <laughs> and right. what they're saying is they don't want that relationship. Yeah. That bank, that the the relationship with a bank, they don't want it. Yeah. They want to go onto an app, yep. do whatever it is they need to do, and keep it moving. Keep, keep it moving. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> but how? Yeah, that, that makes make, sense. Online, yeah. at least I do there you go. Right. See, that's why I ask you, Leah. <laughs> Cause Cause how would that help? I feel upset that I have to go online to try to log in. No, I need an app so I can just go ahead exactly. and transfer where I have. And so not it. even just the online banking is really kind of old now. Just right. the online on the computer, that's kind of old. You don't want right. to have to log in. Yeah, I understand they, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. That's they don't different. want to have to log in. So. The banking institution, the, the banking um, industry is having to rethink, rethink how it brands itself 
to millennials. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, like it or not, the millennials are driving and leading a lot of what people are people who are 45 and and up are doing. So what I'm saying is the banking industry is going to have to also think about the fact that as millennials are driving this, then those people 45, 50 and above are going to also want to kind of change that relationship oh, with banking. So it's all going back to how you stay ahead when you're branding and when you're marketing your company. So going back to your question um um how do you how do you do this or what are some of the things that you do another thing i would recommend that you do if you're if you have a small business or a large business is to read 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 you need mm-hmm. to understand what the market is and where it's going before mm-hmm. it gets there yes. one of the reasons why um steve jobs part of his brilliance was coming up with ways to coming up with products that we needed before we even knew knew we needed, that we needed it, them. Yeah. So he and was in front of the yes, market. Yes, he was. And yeah. that's that's the way you have to think when you're branding mm-hmm. your But company. Isn't that more like saying that uh, or marketing to people or getting in people's mindset that you need this latest greatest thing. Right. In order to be successful or in order to be in business or to be up with the to the in crowd. Because again When you, you put in the mindset, I need the, the, the latest, greatest thing, of course, I'm going to spend money if I, I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend money to get the latest and greatest thing, whereas if I sat back and look at the situation, I may not need the latest, greatest thing and spend a $1,000 for <laughs> it, and I can still do what I'm doing with my – and I know I'm old-fashioned. I know you look at me <laughs> I thought I was bad until I met Althea. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Mind Your Business Radio and Jennifer Giles. <laughs> can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click myowntaxreturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click myowntaxreturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free, or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on myowntaxreturn.com. That's myowntaxreturn.com. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio, and we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to facebook.com backslash mindyourbizradio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Hi. Now we have the best, we have the best conversation on the internet. Okay. Now we have conversations right now. Yes. 
right? Mm -hmm. We always have these great conversations off air, and um, you guys have got to get to know my co-host. She is the bestest, bestest person in the whole world. (laughs) But I promise you guys that we laugh so hard because Althea is going kicking and screaming into the 21st century. You remind me, now this is how my dad is out there. My dad still has a flip phone. He refuses to let me get it. He refuses, well, I'm not that bad. Yeah, but he almost, he refuses to let me uh, um, get him a smartphone. Um, so he's just really, he is like, look, when I close my phone, it goes off. When I open my phone, it answers. He doesn't want anything more complicated than that. So, um, so anyway, uh, Althea, on the break, you were talking about you want this relationship with your banker. And what Jennifer is saying is that the millennials aren't interested in relationship. They're interested in, you know, how efficient, how how efficient, uh, you know, time savings, efficiency. Uh, That's why, you know what, those commercials, that's why those... um, like LendingTree.com. Yes. That's why those places are doing so well because millennials want to go online, fill out a banking app, get a mortgage, and they don't want to talk to anybody. But, but, okay. <laughs> they don't want to talk but, to anybody. But, and I understand, but again, if you have, you and I know how important a good credit score is. Yeah. You and I know how important it is to have a relationship with a with a bank, yeah. If my credit or if my financial yeah, it doesn't aid meet the threshold, meet right. the threshold. But I have a good relation, enough of a relationship with the bank to say, okay, yeah, I'm not up to par here, yada yada yada. However, but I okay, know who you are. I know you are. Johnson. I right. know who you are. Right. And is Linda Tree charging more interest because they don't really know who you are on the right. other side of it versus me? That's right. You have seen my relationship. That's right. And I can get a much better deal, discount, and interest rate That's than right. you on the app. Okay, <laughs> I understand. I need to be up to the twenty first twenty first century. It's I about, feel you. It really I is about you. money. Yeah, I feel yes. you, Attorney Johnson. Yeah, I feel you. It's about money. I feel you. And that's, I feel that's you. the other that's the other part of it. But um you know, going back to, to what both of you were saying, I think at the break we were talking about right before the break, the latest mm-hmm. and greatest and and how you you know create this market before people know they need something, and but what you're doing also is going back to branding. Um, if you're going to do that, make sure that it is your company name that's married to mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're selling. It, mm-hmm. it, for example, um, going back to Steve Jobs, he brought out the iPad before we knew we needed an iPad or a tablet. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, he also made darn sure that you, that you, the market knew that it was Apple. Right. So as you think about your business, whether you're providing a service or whether you're providing a product, as you promote your business in whatever ways that you promote it, you make sure that your company and your organization's name is married to whatever product, service, idea, marketing, whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Your name has to be attached to everything associated with, with that. And that's what people often, that's a step people miss. You know, it, you just reminded me of something. The iPad now has such uh, a reputation 
you you remember uh, Althea back in the day where um, Xerox was the first one to come out with making these copies, and so now we refer to things go Xerox this mm-hmm. right instead yes. of go copy, copy it because because right. the brand was so strong right. It's iPad pretty much is the same now because anytime you see a tablet, people are saying oh go look on your iPad. Well, you don't necessarily yes. have an iPad. You might have a different brand other than Apple, but iPad to your point, their brand was so strong. Apple with the iPad. Those two were so they connected, were and so they were synonymous. It was so strong that sometimes we incorrectly just refer to any tablet and as an iPad, iPad right. just like you know we refer to you know my grandmother used to say the Frigidaire. Yeah, the Frigidaire. <laughs> Frigidaire. That's not a that's a brand. That's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you're branding your organization, um, you know you when I work in my own practice. Um, you know, I always tell my clients um, the first thing to think about is at the end of whatever road we're going down from a marketing perspective, what do you see at the end of that road? Mm-hmm. What does success look like to you? And you, once you once you see that, then everything you back everything up to that starting point. Mm-hmm. So if, if at the end of the road you see yourself as a million dollar organization by you know, 2017, that's my vision. How do I get there? So often, one of the problems that, or one of the ways in which people fall short when we talk about marketing, when we talk about branding, is they they start in the middle Ah. instead of starting at the start, instead of going all the way back to the starting point. And the starting point is knowing your company, Mm -hmm. knowing who, what your brand is, yes. communicating that brand yes. and making sure that every single day that something that you're doing, whether it's talking, whether it's meeting with a client, a customer, that every single day is part of your brand strategy. Yeah. So branding is a lot of branding is planning. It's not just doing. It's starting with a plan and making sure that that plan is fluid enough yes. to make adjustments in it if the market changes or if you come up with something new or some kind of crisis for being yeah. has happened. Right. And supporting that vision that and you're talking it. about. So, you know, that, that whole, where am I going? Starts with thing. a vision and a goal. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. So, so one of the things that, um, Althea was talking about was, you know, she was talking about her relationship, um, with her banker and so when we start talking about relationship, Jennifer, in this in this market that we're dealing with, where we have the people like Althea and I, who are well, no, you, don't, you don't go to years old. I'm just way out there and behind. Uh, okay, something years old, um, and having to also have the millennials in the market. How do you balance that relationship marketing? Where, you know, you don't abandon the relationship, but everything seems so sterile to us because, you know, you're doing everything online and no one knows who anybody is anymore because everything is so disconnected when you're when you're digital. I mean, even to the point of dating. Right. I mean, you're dating and you don't really know you're passing messages and you don't really know who's on that other 
side. Right. You don't, uh, you don't really know who that is. And it, and hopefully one day you all will meet and then the relationship will, will form. But you don't always know who you're meeting. You don't always know who you're communicating to. So how do we all live in this world together? <laughs> and it's finding um, it's finding new ways to build the relationship uh-huh. and, and, you know, accepting that the relationship building that we did 15 or 20 years ago is not going to work with the kind of people, young, middle-aged or older that we mm-hmm. have today. Um, I'll give you an example. A colleague of mine, um, part of the relationship building that his organization is doing is through Twitter. Okay. Twitter is this anonymous thing, and I, and I know exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's this anonymous thing. You're not seeing anyone. You're not touching them. But and this is what I tell clients, too. If you're going to um, use social media to brand, do it to amplify the branding that you're doing in the old way. Oh, okay. So if you're going to, to – one of the – new ways that you're going to have this relationship is through this anonymous social media. So tweet, if you're going to tweet, tweet two, three times a day, but tweet things that you're, that the people that you're tweeting that, that are following you rather, um, and you're tweeting too, can use. That's mm-hmm. how you start to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're posting something on Facebook, post something as a business that's going to engage, make that audience and make the people who are reading it engage with you. The it, it's it's anonymous, but branding and marketing is more interactive now than it ever was mm-hmm. because of social media. Because of social, media. Um, there is an expectation from our customers and our clients and the people that we work with that they have the ability to interact with you through um, through social media means. Yes, relationships are more interactive than they ever were. They expect to be able to talk to you, to voice their opinion, to yes. tell you when they're not pleased with you. And and um, mm-hmm. they expect you to respond to that. I'll never forget that I was moderating a panel about six or seven years ago. One of my panelists was a new social media person for Home Depot. And she was telling me that Home Depot didn't care about social media until, oh. this was seven <laughs> years ago, uh-huh. they didn't care about social media until they realized that people were standing in line on their phones talking about their experiences, saying great things about Home Depot to the people who who were in their universe on Facebook, but they were also using Facebook to, in in real time, say, I'm standing in line, I've been in line for 15 minutes, and blast. So, again, we can talk about this all day. There is a new way to build a relationship and a new way to brand your organization and social media has got to be a big component of that. Wow. Jennifer, we have learned, well, first of all, I hope that my listeners have learned. How do we get in touch with you, Jennifer? Um, Website? um, Well, you can call me through, um, because I'm actually talking about marketing, but I'm actually um, rebuilding a website. So it's not up. Okay. But you can reach me through 404 915 Again, 404-915-4283. My company is Human Communication, but you can also reach me through Soul Design, where I am a practice expert there, and that is www.com. 
S O L D E S I G N C O dot com. Soul Design Contact. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You have been listening to Mind Your Business Radio. Your business. Your family. Your life. See you next Next week. week. We're going to be with the ladies next week. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Thank you.